my no doubt first of many 2021 meltdown this is the soapbox for the week of january 17th 2021 here's the truth there's no coherence to this nor is there meant to be any it's late monday on martin luther king jr day i'm already way past my self-imposed deadline for when this should have been done in other words i'm having a 2021 day i've taken great schadenfreude over the past year watching moron after moron believe that there was light at the end of the tunnel the pandemic and our related troubles would end with memorial day and then independence day and then labor day and then election day oh and then certainly when 2020 was over <laughs> this was always idiotic lunacy there was never any reason to believe that we were going to get our lives back at any of those times or any time in the near future. We're less than a month into 2021 and we would all be wise to call it a second wasted year. I say, here's to 2022. So it comes as no surprise to me that I've emotionally melted down this weekend. The endless amount of shit that we all have to deal with piled on top of actual regular life, is more than enough to break all of us at times. And that's the key, is making it temporary. I get it. We've been talking a lot on the show the past few weeks about self-care and self-love, which is more important now than ever. And this is one of my forms of self-care. Writing, speaking, vomiting emotionally. So just indulge me, if you will. My weekend began with an amazing date night with my wife at a locally owned restaurant that just happens to be run by African-American family, which will become salient as we go on here. From there, family issues that will remain private. And then there was a, in my opinion, grave injustice foisted upon my wife via law school. And then we got caught up on Your Honor on Showtime, which is an amazing show starring Brian Cranston that all of you should be watching, followed by me watching the HBO documentary on Tiger Woods. And somewhere in there, I just lost it emotionally. Now, for those of you that don't know, I'm married to a black woman. She's extraordinary. And she's beyond any of my childhood dreams, which is important to the point of this rambling because as a result of these emotions that were stirred inside of me this weekend, I started to seek out my favorite teen music, right? We go to comfort food, sometimes we go to comfort music. So I started listening to music of my youth, my teen years, Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton, Charday, Anita Baker. And it occurred to me along the way, they're all black women. And I remembered as I watched their music videos being so infatuated with every one of them. Yes, all of them incredibly talented, but to me also so beautiful in ways that I didn't understand, even as a teenager. I've always been drawn to and infatuated with women of color, and yet only recently have I had the opportunity to truly explore and indulge in it. You see, believe it or not, I grew up in a time when America was only beginning to come to grips with the proper equal role of African Americans. I was 17, getting ready to graduate high school, when the first black quarterback led his team to a Super Bowl victory. Because prior to Doug Williams, no relation, doing so, it was common knowledge that black men were too stupid to run an NFL offense. 
something that I have heard repeated well into this century. Look, look, I get it. This is all very personal. And it's easy to dismiss all of my emotions by saying or asserting that I'm only feeling them because I'm married to a black woman. And guess what? You'd be right. That is what has made me so emotional. And I'm trying to figure out my role in this mess that we have created. It's 2021, and yet people are still protesting, and worse, rioting over racial injustice. Many of them, granted, are nothing more than opportunists and anarchists, and they should be dismissed. But... That doesn't take away from the legitimacy of the actual grievance. I live it. And I have every day for six years. I see how my wife is treated differently. I see how she's suddenly treated better when I, a white man, am beside her. It's real. It's despicable. I have to slap myself sometimes to remember that it's actually 2021. Jesus. Without getting specific, my wife was this weekend denied an exemption by her law school that has been granted to other students, all other students, with identical experience, grades, attendance, credentials, everything. They're all white. Christina and I are absolutely the last people to look for and or ever play the race card, but How do you not go there when something like that happens? And then there's the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO, which highlighted the extraordinary levels of racism that he grew up with. He's younger than me. And he was kicked off of golf courses because of the color of his skin in my lifetime, while I've been alive. We all reach our breaking point. And now more than ever, I just... I couldn't take it anymore. So this is what you're getting. Which made me remember Kevin. Literally the only black kid at my high school of 1,200 students in Pleasanton, California. I met Kevin years before high school in a park near my childhood home where we all played baseball. I don't remember the why. I just remember that for whatever reason he pulled a knife on me. I was about 12. I remember being scared shitless and putting my hands in the air and hoping the knife wasn't going to be plunged into my gut. As I said, I don't remember the specifics of it. I just remember we walked away peacefully and I ran home. And in 1983, in Pleasanton, California, it would have been so easy to call the cops and send Kevin to juvenile hall. I think the black population of Pleasanton at that time was 1%, maybe. But my dad had a different idea. He told me to go to Kevin's house, which was a couple courts away. We lived in a horseshoe neighborhood, and there were a bunch of courts. I knew exactly where he lived. He told me to go there and talk to him alone. None of that parent-on-parent I'm Rob's dad. I want to talk to Kevin's dad. Crap. Rather, me talking to Kevin, which I did. And ultimately, we became best friends for about five years. 
He went on to become the star running back for our championship high school football team. I became the sports editor and then the editor-in-chief of our school newspaper while I was also an athlete. And I loved covering Kevin and all of his accomplishments. He wasn't a bad kid at all. In fact, he was an amazing guy who just needed a nurturing environment. And it's so easy for shitheads to claim that it's because of his skin color that he pulled a knife on me, as if random violence and weaponry is unique to people of color. Which I laugh at because I remember that same year, about 12, I got sucker punched by a white kid, believe it or not, because he wanted to infiltrate our baseball game, and I said no, he wasn't allowed, and he decked me, and I went down. Okay, so he didn't pull a knife on me. He knocked my ass out. And guess what? I crawled home. My dad told me the same thing. And that guy and I became best friends also through high school and into college years as well. So, all of this rambling has made me realize that I am so much more comfortable with and surrounded by black people. Maybe that makes me a racist in some people's eyes, or what we're now calling a reverse racist, which is fine. Whether they're my family, my in-laws, friends, I don't care. I just know that the one thing that's consistent is that African Americans, black people, they're real. They're honest. Honesty and truth seems to define their journey. And I just can't... I can't express in any way how much I appreciate that. More than just saying it. Christina and I belong to a cigar club which is predominantly occupied by African Americans and I just I love being around the truth. So as an escape through all of this this weekend I started listening to music as a way to self-soothe which brings us all the way back to the beginning. Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson, Charday, Mariah Carey, just listening to their talent and remembering how amazing they were or are. And then there was the final dagger of my 2021 meltdown. So many of their videos are concert videos. And just watching it reminds me how much I want to be in a stadium or an auditorium or an amphitheater. I don't care. I want my wife on one arm and I want some random stranger right next to me, shoulder to shoulder, dancing and spewing his or her droplets all over me. This was what ultimately led to my meltdown. This has to end. We can create and control our happiness to a certain point. To a certain point. 
We need our life back. All of this has to end. All of it. My wife matters. My life matters. Our marriage matters. All of our lives matter. And it's time to get them back.